Looking for a graduation gift to inform, inspire, and encourage? When you give a subscription to Christianity Today, you're giving redemptive, relevant news and thoughtful balanced dialogue about the church, current issues, and public theology. Visit orderct.com slash graduate gifts to get a discounted student subscription for the graduates in your life. Starting at only $2 per month, this gift will engage and grow their faith throughout the year. Click the link in the show notes or visit orderct.com slash graduate gifts to order now. This is Russell Moore, and you're listening to Signposts. The transgender question has been uh, in the news uh, quite a bit, uh, especially for parents, because the Obama administration uh, handed down what the New York Times called a decree to public school systems all over the country, essentially said that they could not differentiate between the sexes uh, when it comes to showers and changing rooms and and, and so forth as they apply to uh, transgender uh, persons. And according to this edict from the Obama administration, the definition of who is a transgender uh, person is something that is uh, by self-claim only. And so no verification either from a physician or a psychiatrist or anyone else is needed. And so parents are asking themselves, what does this mean for us? But they're also asking, how do we talk to our children about these issues? And I think one of the reasons why a lot of parents are asking that is because many of them really wanted to avoid this confusing, complicated question from their kids for all sorts of good reasons. And many of them know, I won't be able to avoid that conversation now. I've mentioned here before about having my, at the time, seven-year-old come home and say, how does a girl turn into a boy? And when I said, why are you asking that? Uh, He said that he had seen a program at the dentist office about a little boy who had transitioned uh, into a girl. And he said, I didn't even know such a thing was possible. How, how How do you explain that? That's one of those things where you think, this is a conversation. I wanted to have other conversations before, (laughs) before we get to this point. Now, all sorts of parents are saying, how do we deal with this if we have children in schools where these these issues are brought to the forefront? I think there are several things to to keep in mind. Um, One of them is don't avoid the conversation uh, with your children about these matters. And, And here's why. We rightly want to protect and and shield our children from uh, belief systems that we believe to be wrong, and especially those things that we believe are going to potentially at least confuse them about really important questions, such as the questions of what it means to be a a boy or a girl, a man or a a woman. Um, I, I don't think we can or should avoid this question. Because if we do, I think it gives the impression to our children that somehow we lack confidence on these questions and that we're threatened. And really, we have no reason to be threatened uh, by these things. Conservative, orthodox Christianity right now is standing up for the reality of sexual differentiation. 
We are the ones standing with the way that nature works and the way that uh, and the way that science has seen these things not only for millennia but also the only way that science can make sense of the way that the world works is through the reality of sexual differentiation. And so we don't have anything to be threatened by in this. We need to speak honestly to our children that there are people who see basic aspects of reality very differently from the way that we see those things. And we can explain that not with the intent of overloading our children with age-inappropriate information. I mean, you think about this, sometimes people are fearful to have this conversation because they're thinking, I don't even know how to start talking to my children about so-called gender reassignment surgery and hormone replacement and, and those sorts of questions. You don't have to do that. Any more than you, than you overload them with inappropriate uh, information when they're asking about the basics of human sexuality. You explain to them honestly how it is that babies are conceived and how it is that babies are born, but you don't uh, give them information that, that they can't yet handle at the moment. And so I think a better way to do this is to not evidence any sense of, uh, of fear or of panic that the question's being asked, but sit down and say, we believe that God created everybody, male and female. Here's why we believe that. The scripture teaches, Genesis 1, Genesis 2, that this is the, the order in which God has created uh, humanity. And then spend some time talking about how biblically, why that matters. God didn't create us just to subdivide like amoebas. He, he created us to be connected with the generation before us and the generation after us through this one flesh union of man and woman. Talk about why in the scripture, man and woman, we need one another uh, so that, that every man is born from a woman and woman is taken from the side of man and we're interdependent upon one another. Talk about how good it is uh, that God has created us as men and women. And so, if you're talking to a little boy, talk about how, how good it is that he is a boy and what, what it means to be a man. And talking to a little girl, how good it is that she's be, been created to be a woman and what biblically it means to be a woman. And then talk to them about how they, they need the other sex, even if, even if they don't ever marry. We're interdependent upon one another, and masculinity needs femininity and vice versa. And so have those conversations. Use this as an opportunity to talk about those things in the same way that the Scripture does. You'll notice that the Bible is often giving specific counsel about what it means to live just to persons as persons. Uh, everybody who's a person is to yield the, the other cheek when struck in the Sermon on the Mount. Every, every person, as a person who follows Christ, is to uh, show mercy as mercy has been shown to you. But then there are other things that are gender-specific, so that the Apostle Paul, for instance, will speak specifically to men and say, I call upon the men not to be given over to quarreling, uh, you have uh, the Apostle Peter speaking specifically to women in 1 Peter 3 about what it means to, to demonstrate that, that quiet beauty of the heart that God finds beautiful. And so spend some time talking about those things. 
and then spend some time talking about the fact that there are people who completely disagree with us on this. And so there, there are people who think that the categories of, of male and female are not connected necessarily to how we're created bodily. And for many of them, it's because they don't believe that there's a design between how it is that we are, are, are created uh, biologically or even that we are created at all biologically. People disagree with us on those things. And speak of those people not as freaks, not as crazy, but give a, an honest interpretation of why people believe the things that they believe. And so what you can do is to talk about the fact that there are lots of people who, even though they're men or women, they don't feel like that, and they they feel uncomfortable in their own bodies the way that they are, and they believe that if somehow they change that reality by either proclaiming themselves to be the other sex or by dressing like the other sex or even by doing things to their body uh, hormonally or or surgically to look like the other sex, that they can that they can be freed from that sense of of, of alienation. Uh, be honest about that. There there are people who experience that. Tell your child what the person who believes himself to be transgender really wants to do, and then come back and talk about how, as Christians, we understand that everybody in a post Eden world feels uncomfortable in terms of being a creature under the Lordship of Christ. And we all have different points of discomfort. Some people feel feel uncomfortable in their sexual identity. Some people feel uncomfortable in other ways. But all of our lives, part of what it means to be discipled under Christ is to see ourselves as creatures under the Lordship of a Creator who knows best for us what it means to be a creature, what it means to be a person, what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman. And then also spend some time talking about biblical definitions of maleness and femaleness that don't rely on cultural stereotypes. I really fear that some of the ways that we preach and teach about masculinity and femininity can actually empower the the transgender movement. Because you have kids who are trying to make decisions now that they never had to make before. And that little girl who doesn't like princesses and she doesn't she doesn't uh, like sparkly, glittery things, she likes the Avengers movies and she likes going to the deer stand with her dad. Now that little girl is under increasing cultural pressure to ask whether or not she's a woman at all. Or if the fact that she likes things associated culturally with boys means that she's in fact a boy. Well, we ought to have a biblical understanding of of the sexes that encompasses everything that the Scripture speaks of in terms of masculinity and femininity. David, for instance, is a warrior. He's taking on the Philistines. He's also a harpist. He's an artist. And, and a, a sensitive soul on the basis of, of what we see in the Psalms. Jael is very clearly a woman who is, uh, who is commended uh, in the Scripture. She also is someone who puts a tent bag through the skull of, uh, of uh, the enemies of her people. She's a warrior. That's there. Mary is 
submissive to the will of God. She also is someone who is singing a war hymn when uh, her pregnancy is revealed to her by the angel. She's someone who is, who is speaking to Jesus and, and, and pressing him at the wedding at, at Cana uh, in order to, to take action. Maybe people would have assumed that she was a little pushy uh, there. Maybe even people would say that's not very motherly, not very feminine. But she is. She's the, she's the, the prototype, uh, biblically, of what femininity is. And so find ways to encourage the masculinity and femininity of your children as they are without expecting your little boy to live up to uh, a cultural stereotype of what it means to be a man or your little girl to live up to a cultural stereotype of what it means to be a woman. To say there's this broad range of what uh, God commends for the way that men are to act and this broad range of the way that God commends women for the way that women are to act. There's, there's, certain, there's certain aspects of sameness in that, but then there's, there's a wide uh, range of diversity within that as well. And everyone doesn't have to be a man the same way, and everyone doesn't have to be a woman in exactly the same way. Femininity can express itself in a variety of different ways, and masculinity can too. And then keep that conversation going uh, with your children. Because with this, as with every other issue, what you're going to want to know is what are they processing at the moment? What are they thinking through at the moment? What are the conversations that they're having at the moment? And if you don't know the answer to a question, be honest and say, I don't know the answer to that question. That's a good question. And that's something that maybe, uh, maybe you and I need to explore and to look in together. Let's, let's look at what the Bible says. Let's look at what uh, some people are, are talking about who have looked into this issue, and we'll explore it together. Don't be threatened by that, and don't be afraid. This is Russell Moore, and you're listening to Signposts. Every day, CT testifies to the reality that Jesus is alive, transforming his world and bringing his kingdom to bear. Jesus transforms, CT equips. Make a gift to our nonprofit ministry with a gift of $20 to provide 150 more people with redemptive storytelling, global perspective, and thoughtful podcasts. Give now at morect.com equip.